They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined by my best friend X2 Flight, Eric Trembicki. We're back. And surprisingly, Josh Prepagina. Josh, say hello. All right, that sounds just about that sounds just about right. All right, so uh, as always, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. What a maneuver.net for your Matt Madness gear, and head over to Ringside Collectibles. Use promo code MMadness to save ten percent off your order. So, oh wait, wait, wait one more time, uh, another guest. We got um, the former host of the show, Ron Pasture Jr. Everybody, <sighs> I right, continue. You know, he, he don't snore. He's just silent. <laughs> Close enough. I he did actually watch the Matt Madness Instagram story this week. So today, so I was I was actually intrigued by that. I was like, oh, he's alive. And then, then uh, Prep talked to him. I was like, oh, he answers phones. Yeah. So what's new? <laughs> Not much. Uh, work. Um, I'm I'm glad I'm actually here recording tonight because I almost didn't make it myself. I almost pulled a Josh. But I'm here. Uh, I didn't watch anything this week except for... Did you watch a wrestling show on Friday night? I watched a segment on Friday night. And um, we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. And I watched the weekend stuff, except NXT. I'll probably get to that next week. But the elephant in the room, in case you, anybody didn't know, CM Punk has returned. So... I know you were excited. I know Prep was excited. Prep isn't here to talk about his excitement. But the tears have dried and the snots wiped off. So, one, did you cry? No, but I had goosebumps for 82 minutes. <laughs> 82 minutes. 82 minutes. 82 minutes would be counting the uh, literally one minute before it started because I walked home from the bar and... I was watching it, or, you know, I'm running in, getting it up. That that run up the steps, I felt the goosebumps. I was the excitement was there. Um, and I watched the whole show, and obviously, you know, while the three matches went on, I just basically kept seeing everything on social media and kept recapping it. And then once Rampage ended, I restarted it and rewatched the segment. 82 minutes. Um. Crazy! It was it was awesome. Um, I believe I said last week on this show. I know I said it to many friends. Um, I thought the perfect way to do it was just to have him come right out, and he came right out. And he talked for about seven minutes or so. Gave a little bit of, you know, little sprinkles here, little sprinkles there. Uh, it was perfect. Yeah, to to some to the people he offended, he gave somewhat of an apology to. <laughs> um, but I would he, say he did give him an apology. Yeah, he yeah he he did he did talk about it. So I, I'll give him that because you know wrestling fans were some were really hurt by some of his comments, but he gave them. Well, yeah, well, re- the, the thing I appreciate more. I mean, that was it was nice, and it was for the pop to include the fans. I took that more. I mean, he he said to the fans, and he said to to the boys in the back which I really appreciate more because um, there are people, obviously, in AEW that bridges have been severed over the last seven years. There are people that are still up in New York that personal relationships he had with people that weren't even on the main roster when he left. Um, I look at it, that was an apology to all of them. He completely removed himself from that world and the the whole wrestling world. But I took it as more of an apology to them. He did include to, to the fans that if you know if he did offend them, um, yeah, I I I really appreciate that that part was in there. Yeah, I thought he cut a great promo. I really did, and not a real jab at WWE, but he did hit on that he was sick for seven years. So that's fine, but no real jab to WWE because I'm not a big fan of when somebody comes in, they do the same old shit with a jab or whatever. But I did enjoy the line he talked about when he left pro wrestling, when he left Ring of Honor, 
because that, Ring of Honor was the last brand that he was with that was deemed pro wrestling. So I did I did enjoy that. And uh, our on-site correspondent, Richie, right after Punk took his hoodie off, I was like, I text him, like, yo, go to the merch booth for me <laughs> real quick. I was like, I got you. The extra large, I got you. And uh, he said it wasn't on sale yet. And then a few minutes later, AW they posted on Instagram saying you can get the shirt um, with the I was here on the back at the booth. So I was like, yo, hurry up, go. If you get a chance to go, I know you're trying, probably going to go get one to flip or whatever, go. So he said the, there was four lines. He The lines were all jam-packed. He had no idea. like the all-in line. Remember that all-in yeah, line? Yeah, and then he, but the thing is he had no idea what booth was selling it because you couldn't tell because there were so many lines. So yeah. I, was, I wasn't I was upset about it because um, they, they're selling them on Pro Wrestling Tees and Pro Wrestling Tees, they're just a print company anyway. So you can get one eventually even though they did sell out a ringer tees and they're just throwing it on a yeah. plain white t-shirt now. But you know, I'll be able to get one eventually. But I would have loved to have a puncture with the I was here on the back but I, I'm looking forward to what he's going to do you know, I, I was more excited than what I actually thought I would be and you know the, the thing with Angel anytime she sees a anytime she sees a wrestler I always be like you know, she always says is that Batista? I'm like yeah it's Batista so Punk's on TV I'm like remember him? I'm like who that? I'm like it's Batista he lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's Punk, because she actually knows CM Punk from back in the day. <laughs> but uh, so I always run that joke on her. See the Batista. Oh everybody's Batista or the Rock, so I always run that joke on her every time. But it's mostly Batista, because it's, it's more funny when it's Batista. But I'm looking forward to actually what he's going to do. He's going to face Darby Allen at all all out. So I'm interested in really seeing that. And before we recorded, he posted a picture shaking his hand, or a picture from Ring of Honor shaking Daniel Bryan's hand from the Ring of Honor day. So I'm interested to see what that leads to. I didn't watch Dynamite tonight, so that might be something leading into with Darby Allen and Sting maybe. I'm not now, sure. Uh, I will I will address what that is. Okay. I will basically review some of the highlights of Dynamite. Uh, I guess after we get uh, in the, the next segment, but before we leave the punk topic, um, obviously, again, I'll, I'll just wrap up with my segment of that. I, I love it. I, I, I loved it. Um, I'm looking forward to everything. I think I mentioned last week, Darby Allen is not the first person I would choose him to have a match with, but literally just with the little exchange he had when he was speaking to the rafters, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the match. However, you know, you did bring up the, the small, you know, the, the jab at WWE. Uh, I did want to get your thoughts because I'm assuming you you heard or read about it uh, on Booker takes critiques uh, Booker T's critiques with uh, his promo and his dissatisfaction with it. I didn't. I Booker takes things too seriously sometimes, so I didn't really care to read it. But I, I heard he had some comments. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Booker T fan. I, I don't have anything against him. Um. I guess my large nitpick with it is he 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 bashes him for coming at WWE, and I love that you know your opinion on the segment which you watched, and you said uh, you said that he he had he had that jab, and you didn't make it sound like it was the whole thing. Booker T goes on and says he went out there and for ten minutes shat on WWE, and he said that The Rock would have done much better, and The Rock would have. <laughs> you know, talked about the city, and he would have had them eating out of the palm of his hand. Okay, well, The Rock's never left a wrestling company, so he's never in his career or life cut a wrestling promo while being in a company that, or being in a new company, or being somewhere else. Also, Booker T, you've never cut a promo getting that type of reaction that CM Punk got. So I, 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 I appreciate that you were kind of on that, that same segment. Um, I kind of, I mean, it, and CM Punk more than anyone ever, I mean, you know, if Aleister Black or if Bray Wyatt or if Braun Strowman, and obviously all these people, because we'll be under a different name, obviously Aleister Black's already Malachi back. If they want to go out and they want to make their jab at WWE, I got no problem, especially if they didn't, get to do in their career what they wanted and they got released. But Punk who left and literally, as he said, that place made him sick. Punk who walked out on WWE and 
he, you know, did his shoot on WWE with Colts podcast. If he wants to go out there and, and say whatever about there, or if, you know, he's wrestling two or three times a month and he's out there being hot and heavy and, and the, the company's getting more and more steam, I expect him to make zingers towards WWE forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, like, that part, that like, that part of me, like, especially, like, Impact did that a lot. And it was like, anytime somebody showed up at Impact, they were just talking about WWE. And I just genuinely, genuinely grew to hate it. It's like, come on, all right, all right, man, let's let it go. Now, Punk, like I said, he didn't really take a jab at WWE. But like, like Booker said, he's like, well, he didn't involve WWE or whatever because he's like, well, Punk was here after he left Ring of Honor or whatever. But it's like, he didn't really make clear jab at WWE. And I can appreciate that. He made it more about him and what he's going to be in AEW. Now, like we said, his first... Stop is Darby Allen. We're allegedly getting Daniel Bryan sometime in September. And I just talked about the picture that was just posted on IG. So how would you book Punk going forward? Because you got I'm not you kinda gotta think, I'm not sure how quickly you would put him in the title scene, but I personally thinking maybe the next double or nothing, or next all out in Chicago if if all out's gonna stay in Chicago. So, I'm not sure when. I just know that it won't be next. What I would anticipate is when we get to All Out and we get Punk versus Darby, Punk goes over, and after the match, someone attacks him. Don't know who, don't know how, and I look forward to it being not, not somebody I can guess. Or, or, or I look forward to it not being something that's already obvious or something that's already known. Um... I don't imagine it being where we're getting a tag team match with Punk tagging with Brian, and then they're facing Darby and Stinger. I mean, maybe that is a dream match we get after they're all there and, and, and alive and well. If anybody can make Steve Borden look good, it's Daniel Bryan at this, at this point. But personally, I'm not sure where he goes, because I'm not sure where the AW World title scene is actually going to go, because I know Hangman's taking some time off. From what I heard, and after that, there's not much. But AEW, they have so many like with their whole ranking system, they could make programs based off of based off of that. And they, their pay per views their pay per views are quarterly, so the next big show wouldn't be until full gear in November. So we'll actually have to, well maybe Hangman will be back by then, but we'll have to see. Me personally, I think double or nothing all, all out next year would be the perfect time for Punk. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely thinking double or nothing would probably make sense. It's really their mania, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Um, I, I, whether it be Kenny in that picture or not, uh, the thing I like that you you get all out in Revolution relatively close to each other. Yeah, and then the way AEW set up, you know, they have the now two weekly shows, but one's an hour, and AEW didn't do a good job of actually stretching out these these storylines with their main championship because like not even the championships just in general like who would have thought MJF and Jericho have been almost a whole year and it's still going strong it's not really nothing washed up or anything or nothing's really lost any steam a lot of the whole all those segments have actually been really good dating back well, to the um, the Vegas trip which is my favorite well with that being said I, I will note uh, two things to it's his we're segueing off of the punk thing uh, Punk, on his first Dynamite appearance tonight, has a in-ring interview with Tony Schiavone, and he just basically talks about how he's happy to be there, people he's looking forward to working with, talk about how kind of hits the, the current Cardona quote from his GCW world title match, and he said, I, I look forward to beating Darby Allen, and it's not to prove the haters wrong, it's to prove me right. Um during this, while he's being interviewed and asked questions, the crowd erupts into a yes chant. <laughs> and it was a yes or no question that was asked to Punk, and Punk just says, hey, that's somebody else's stick, and it, you may just need to be a little more patient. So I'm sure we're still getting Brian. I don't think it's going to have necessarily anything to do with Punk. Unless for some reason Brian's supposed to come in as a heel and be the one that attacks Punk after All Out. Uh, 
who knows? Can't wait to see. But uh, speaking of Jericho and MJF, uh, they will be having another singles match at All Out. And if Jericho loses, he will retire from in-ring competition and be a full-time commentator for Rampage and seldomly for Dynamite. I'm interested in seeing how that goes. So, naturally, I'm starting, you know, he's starting to say all this. I'm thinking, okay, he's going to leave because he has some tour dates coming up. I'm figuring he's going to lose. But when you put your in-ring career on the line, I'm like, he has to go over. Maybe he goes over, he can still win in the ring, and then the pinnacle jumps him. But your exact words are my sentiments because... I look forward to seeing how this is going to go down. Yeah, because like you said, he's going on tour with Fozzie, which he's been promoting for a while now. And we all know Jericho is getting up there in age, and we know he's not the Jericho he once was from an in-ring perspective. So you kind of got to wonder when's he actually going to you know, take a step back. And I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to have to look, watch that when, I'm done, when we're done here. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Anything else? Did you watch, you watch anything else this week? I mean, the obvious stuff. Yeah, did I watch AEW Rampage episode two? Yes, obviously I loved it. Uh, the Slam of the Summer, I did. Uh, my, for my first time in 10 years, first time in nine years, I did not watch live. Uh, I turned it on at midnight, and I did a lot of fast-forwarding. And I fell asleep, and I woke up, and I rewatched some parts, and I did a lot of fast-forwarding. <laughs> uh, I watched... Raw. I watched the first thirty minutes of Raw, and then oh, you could just turn that off. Night, you didn't even have to fast forward. Uh, yeah, last, last late at night, um, I woke back up. I did some fast forwarding just to see if there was anything good. Yeah, yuck. <laughs> uh, and then I watched AEW Dynamite this week, and for two hours, I know it's pro wrestling. Excuse me to the listeners. I was sports entertained for two hours tonight. Oh, I also watched the um, NXT Takeover main event. Okay, uh, just Joe and Cross. Yes. Okay. All right, yeah, I have not watched it. I heard. Oh, I, pause. Actually, I'm sorry. Sunday night, I did some running around. I actually watched the main event live. I turned on NXT Takeover, saw the last four minutes of the two out of three falls match, and saw um, O'Reilly go over on Cole. Okay. Now, of course, coming out of Takeover, the big hype. And talk of the town is the Walter and Draganoff match. And I'll have to go out and watch that. Because I meant to watch that before we recorded, but I didn't have the time to watch it. I'm going to go back and watch it. I'll have that for you on the next episode. So, as we talked question, since you mentioned that. Did you watch the original match? I did not. I'll have to watch them both. I did not either. But many, many moons ago, that match transpired. And I believe the week after it, Prep was on the show because Prep did rave about that match. Mm-hmm. I never went back and watched it, um, but obviously I've seen the good matches Walters had with Dunn, and I still rave about the one he had with Tyler Bate. Um, but I saw some a uh, some WWE loyalists say something about, oh, AEW so good, but who in the world could they put up against these five? And it was a picture that had uh, Orton, Orton, AJ, Roman, Rollins. Roman and Rollins, maybe one of them were missing, but Dragunov was the fifth person. And I'm like, who of everyone WWE's got? This is who you throw in here. <laughs> now, again, maybe I've only watched one of his matches. Maybe I've watched none, but I guess I really got to catch up on him because I guess I'm missing something. Yeah, because the entire weekend leading up to the match on WWE's YouTube specifically, they were like hyping that matchup. Like, did they, I remember? They, I know they did a watch along with Shawn Michaels, and he was raving about it. Granted, it's just it could have been shtick, but I remember when that match first happened. I heard everybody was talking. Once about they it. started hyping it up, I knew I was like, okay, the title's changing. Mm-hmm. So I have to go back and watch that. And everybody's they're, they're raving about this match is even better than the first time because the first one didn't even have fans in attendance. It's a shame, and it's really because of COVID, but ever since COVID, I mean, it's so impossible to get into NXT UK for me. 
It's always I been know, hard for no, me. I know nobody over there. It was cool when they had Undisputed Era invading over there, but you don't have Undisputed Era invading over there. Uh, somebody drops the NXT UK Women's Championship, they end up in, on NXT. Uh, you drop the NXT champ, NXT UK Championship, you end up in NXT. Um, I wonder if this somehow is going to put Walter on the main roster and he can do a feud and then leave, do a feud and then leave, because I know he only wants to visit the States. He does not want to live here. Well, Walter will be perfect for regular NXT and actually the feud with Joe at this point. That'll be, I think that will be good for Walter because he could just carry, carry over what he had in UK and just bring it to normal NXT. And I think he'll actually be a real good heel to be in NXT. But, so, we had we had that. I'm going to talk about that in the next episode. So, Saturday night on the cock, SummerSlam happened. And if you haven't been with us before, we'll play a few rating system. SummerSlam 2021. Your thoughts and your rate on the show. Give the show a job. <laughs> I just didn't care enough for too many reasons. Uh, like I said, it was my first time in a long time not watching live. Um, I almost did this right before we started recording, but I just didn't have the time. I wanted to re-listen to all my predictions from last week to see how much I was right on. I think the majority. Um I think it was overly predictable. Yes, did we get two returns deemed surprises? Um, and, and there's mixed emotions about some of these returns. I, I think I, I'm here for the Becky surprise. I thought that was cool. That that was something for me. Um, after you reveal, I'll get into my match of the night. Um, but... I didn't sit through and watch every match, so I can't really review match by match. I know the results. I know who won them. Uh, I kind of wanted to watch the Raw Tag Title match, but I just I don't care to watch. I just don't care to watch that actual match. Like I'm happy Orton and RK Bro have have it, but you know, again, two makeshift tag tag champ uh, tag teams, which SummerSlam next year, neither of these tag teams are going to be together. <laughs> All right, so I give a slobber knocker, so like. My rating is basically hampered because Sasha and Bianca didn't happen. And plus th- that finish. If it did happen, was it going to be a showstopper? No. It would probably have been a high slobber knocker. But depending on how great the match was. The match is better than WrestleMania match. It would have been a showstopper. But my, my anticipation for that rematch was really high. And that, the fact that I didn't get it, I was not happy about that. And plus the finish... To what we did get, I, I've i had a small change of heart on it, but it still fucking sucked. Edge and Rollins was the match of the night, no doubt. For sure. I, you know, and I guess it was because like, I was, like, mediocrely surprised by it. That was the... Now, I can't include the SmackDown Women's Championship match because it didn't go. It wasn't booked the way advertised. But I feel like Edge Rollins was the only match that I was wrong on. Well, never mind. I, I well, I thought Roman was going to win, but I wanted Cena to win. So yeah, is what it is. But um, R- Rollins Edge definitely match of the night. Entrance. The the 
I know he teased the brood thing on SmackDown, but the fact that he brought it to to SummerSlam that was beautiful. That was so good. Yeah, that was the match tonight, no doubt. Because I talked about last week how none of like, especially like Roman and Cena, great interaction, but like, where's the heat? Why like do you hate each other? Edge and Rollins, we knew why they hate each other. You mm-hmm. actually showed in that match with. Rollins constantly going after Edge's neck the entire time, trying to end his career. Like there was a point in that match where Rollins was about to do a curb stomp on the on the um on the side of the ring on Edge, and I was like, oh my god, wait, what if he hits it? Because I, I didn't watch this live, so I was like, oh my god, is he really going to hit this? And it'll been it'll been crazy if he actually did. But I think the match was an excellent story. I will forever pop for a Spear turn to a pedigree. Rollins he doesn't do it often, but I will always pop for it. I remember the first time he. Did it to Roman. I was with you, at Money in the Bank, watching Money in the Bank sixteen. But he did that. I will Two always TVs. Pop. Yes, with the finals on. I will always pop for that. But that match, no doubt, match your night hands down. Uh, who else will you have? Uh, Lashley beat Goldberg's leg out of his leg. Uh, that's not over, unfortunately. T- quick timeout. Quick baby timeout. Because I got time to talk about that match and nothing else. I, I'll. I, I guess I'll play the game and we'll, we'll talk about. But um, I do have one question for you about the SmackDown uh, women's division. So I know you said you kind of slightly changed your reaction. Is your and obviously your opinion matters a lot on this. It, is your gripe on it? The comparison, calling it like Kofi 2.0 because of oh the no thing? oh no 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 you can't even compare it to Kofi thing. You can't compare. I, I guess my, my yeah, I, I feel the same. And then also because there's the big surprise element, like Kofi knew he was facing Brock. And then my issue is, or not, I'm not even saying an issue. Like they're saying like Bianca's buried. Um, does anyone remember the shortest match in WrestleMania history? No, not The Rock and Rowan. Daniel Bryan got his head kicked off in four seconds and lost the World Heavyweight Championship. In like a WrestleMania opener, and I think that guy's doing all right. Oh yeah, he's doing fine. But a lot of times when we do these, when we we do these post shows, like the whole Daniel Bryan thing, after it was said and done, it was perfect because it led to something. And the whole Becky Lynch thing at the moment, I hated it at the, when I first saw it. My first one on social media was like, "What the fuck? Why would you do that?" And then. I sat on it and I actually watched it. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, WWE, they always had like their extra content at post show. So I watched some of that. I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing here. And then you see the reports about Becky Lynch possibly turning, um, not possibly, but they're saying that she's going to be heel now that she's back. So we'll get to that. Now, also tap in on that. Also, rumor has it, she, if we're going off the sheets, she wasn't even expected to return now. Sasha isn't cleared. They're not really explaining why, but Sasha's not cleared, and they're saying Becky wasn't really completely ready to go in the ring, so that's why she couldn't do a match. I'll get to that. I mean, if she has a match on Friday or on SmackDown, just like an exhibition with somebody, all right, I'll feel a little different. But if she's out there carrying the title for a couple weeks before she really has a a 10-plus minute bout, I kind of cut her some slack. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. But also, I thought that, once again, Rhea, Charlotte, and Nikki Ash, they would book the shit. But the match overseal all my expectations. They, they, I, think, I, th- I thought they actually killed it this past weekend. Roman and Tell Cena... Me, did you watch live on the cock? No. Okay. I didn't. Uh, Roman and Cena, they went over my expect. They, they went over my expectations from a storyline perspective because I talked about this match had, like, no heat. Whatsoever, except for verbal back and forth. But those verbal back and forth, they kind of played a role in the match, especially with the whole mic'd up aspect, especially with Roman. I think I love the whole mic'd up aspect when it comes to Roman because he's saying all these great things. So in the match, he says to Cena, same five moves, same five moves constantly. And then he, a few times he says, go back to Hollywood. We don't need you here. I'm WWE. And Cena actually pulled out all the stops. To show he's not quote unquote missionary, and there's nothing wrong with missionary, everybody. That's how some of us got here. But that's how uh, Cena played out. Like I did find it strange. It only took one spear to take out Cena, but Cena's done and gone at this point. So I did think SummerSlam was a good show. 
my rating is hampered because the Sasha and Bianca match didn't happen. And at the end of the night, I actually popped for Brock. I actually really did. Pony Brock, you popped I popped for the jeans. It was the pony. I never thought he would actually show up looking like that. My thing, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not knocking Brock, especially if he's going to run in some baby face gimmicks. But I, uh, you know, I'll say like one thing. Like, you know, we've cried about Brock many, many, many years ago. We've cried about Taker. And I'll never forget Mania and Nola watching Taker come out. I'm like, wow. Like, I always wanted this man to retire, but this is special. Watching him in that tag match in Philly, he came out. I'm like, damn, I really... Mania was last year. I wanted him to retire. I'm like, this is still special. Um, Brock cashed in that night in Philly. Don't like Brock at that time, but the pop, the surprise, the music, the feels. So, Brock, yeah, here, there. Uh, I've seen him in Roman a million times. I'd rather he was going after Bobby, but... Yeah, because that was an interesting thing. Now, he returned on Roman. And after the show went off air, he attacked Cena. But Cena said he's going back to Hollywood to film some stuff. And we didn't get Brock on Raw. And my next question to pose you is, if we get if we get Brock on SmackDown and he does start feuding with Reigns, can Brock succeed by himself and does babyface Brock work? Brock's been back for nine years. <laughs> Has he ever had the microphone in front of you? Uh... In front of him, not a lot, but in the past nine years, has a microphone ever been in front of him and you were not impressed, not entertained, not laughing? <laughs> like, 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 despite, like, despite my, my hate for him not being around, like, when he goes, when he does come around, he's a lot of fun. I can't, I can't even lie, but he does come right. around. Let's rewind it even more. 19, 18 years ago, no Paul Heyman, babyface Brock with Kurt Angle in the back. Amazing. Not over. Amazing. Amazing. Brock's gonna do just fine. I think he would. Be, thing, I, I think he would be fine. It's just it's been so long since we've seen any person really real personality out of Brock, especially when it comes to him talking. And for what he's become, especially like he just shows up when he wants to and stuff. Would he put that much effort into being by himself? It's just. It's. it's I think it could work. Like my favorite thing. Brock ever did was dance the MVP's theme song at the Rumble. You remember that? What about when he? That was great. I'm not gonna say that was better than him dancing with the Boombox uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. I that, that I didn't expect, but the whole um, his interaction, you know. But not, obviously, Heyman gets a lot of credit of it. But the interactions with our truth when uh, well, he, the fact that he actually laughs at our truth is, is or. or or also him not knowing what the, the money in the bank briefcase means. That he didn't have to cash in right away. Yeah, yeah Brock um, definitely. He got a little bit of mic time building up to the beast versus the best. When he screamed in the back. Oh, say something stupid, Paul. I'm the best on the beast. Say something stupid, Paul. <laughs> God, I love that. I, I definitely do think uh, face Brock can work here, especially now. And one thing that I loved was Paul Heyman's face. Because Roman looked at Paul Heyman, and Paul's like, I didn't know. And then they're walking away, and Paul's just in shock the entire time. So, And you know this is going to be an uh, important topic come Friday, which I won't watch, but uh, I'm sure on Friday it'll be an important thing with Paul or Roman asking Paul, hey, you know, are you with him or are you with me? definitely going to be something we see constantly over the next several weeks definitely now we can get back to the women's title scene because well the smackdown women's title scene because i don't have much notes because nothing much happened on raw to build off anything so when it came to that women's title match i'm fine with becky returning that's fine you said that you you said that she might not have been ready to compete full-time and that's fine but for me it was more of At the time, it's like that's how you beat Bianca. Like you build her up all this time. She wins the Royal Rumble. She's unstoppable, and then this happens in this fashion. And then I rewatched it, and then I watched that. I believe it was at the uh, SummerSlam post party or whatever. 
Bianca's like all sad. And like she said, Becky took a cheap shot, which Becky did. And then the reports come out saying that she was going to work heel. Now, personally, you had Carmella come out first. I kind of would have felt better if it just became a triple threat and she just jobbed out Carmella because it's not like Carmella's been doing anything as much as I love her. She hasn't been really doing anything and it wouldn't really hurt her to, to job out the Becky Lynch or anything. And it kind of protects Bianca or just have Bianca and, and Becky just have a match and Becky just cheat the win, which would be fine. And I understand in a lot of these cases when a replacement comes in, the replacement usually wins. So that's I, fine. I hear you. You Go make ahead. good points. I mean, my, my whole thing is like, what was the whole point of Carmel? That, that, that too. To, was that to fill in for the five-hour pay-per-view? Like that whole entrance, that whole build-up. Then, you know, Becky throws her out the ring but still has the little encounter. Like with, it, It's like a 20-minute segment for an a eight-second match. Um. You know, something, I either read something, I think I read something on social media that made a lot of good sense. Now, again, I will eat my words and say I do understand most likely the, uh, Becky went to SmackDown due to Seth being there and they're married and all that and got a youngin and all that. Um, whether she's going to work heel or baby, I think it would have made a lot more sense. She retired at, or, you know, stepped away as Raw Women's Champion. Why not? make it a fatal four-way match and she goes over and then we can, you know, everybody keeps talking about, you know, Charlotte and Becky again, but I believe me, I don't want to see that match anymore, but I also don't want to see what we got going on in the Raw brand. Uh, the Raw, Raw women's division needs women desperately. Um, if Sasha couldn't, couldn't compete and you want to give a feel-good moment, I mean, how about you give Liv that moment that everyone's been clamoring for? Yeah, it, crowd there would have went nuts. Yeah, it would have been somebody going over on Bianca that the crowd would have been hype about. Yeah, anything I think at the time when I first saw it would have been better. I was just saying to myself, like, why? Why would y'all do that? And I, I sat on it for a while. I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. And like, like I said at the top of the show, we have to see where they go to get for the final product to actually fully judge the entire thing. But I, I just, I was just like, really? Like, this is what y'all did? And since she's on working heel, will they even accept Becky as a heel against Bianca? Like, I would think they would turn on Bianca. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, internet's in an uproar about this. We'll have to wait and see, because even before, like, the man was originally supposed to be a heel, and she got cheered anytime she did anything. So we'll have to see. Bianca is beloved, but I don't know if they'll even cheer against Becky at this point against against her. And then whenever you do get Sasha back, I'm interested to see where they go with, with that. And supposedly it was Becky's idea. She wanted to come back as a heel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Because I'm glad she did because like even when her full, quote-unquote, full baby face run, it was not good. Like, nothing really she – didn't, she didn't really do anything. She just feuded with Lacey Evans for months for no reason. Lacey, another knocked abroad. <laughs> so, so as I said, there's nothing much happened on the weekly product for me to go through. Um, All I, right, I'm glad you said that. One thing, I, you know, before we completely run away from SummerSlam, I do want to go back to one match since we went back to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Go ahead. The WWE Championship match. All right, Edge and Rounds. Yes, while reviewing this, I, I, I did forget how good it was, but that match should have been good. It should have been the match of the night. I, as I mentioned, I forgot that. Per my notes, SummerSlam 21, Lashley versus Goldberg, my fave match of the night. Really? Um, I want to get your takes, but real quick, this is the longest match Goldberg's had in, since 02, 03? I have not timed it. Maybe longer? Never did you watch the match? I did. I didn't look into it about the timing. Right. But were you not watching it like, holy crap, he, they're going. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, time, there's time going here. Um, again, I was expecting Bobby to kill him. Um, I, again, I started watching this very late. I was trying to avoid social media. There was a lot of spoilers I saw. 
but I thought there was a chance. Go- I thought Goldberg won. I saw somebody complaining oh, about I, him. Or oh, I, I think Goldberg he's going to win because this isn't over. Well, all right. So, again, I didn't know the result, but they called the match. Yeah. I thought it was a shoot. I'm guessing it's not. I'm <laughs> guessing that's your take at the moment, right? What? It's a sh- what, it's a shoot? Like, you didn't watch it live, neither did I, but did you watch this and say, oh, crap, Bill really hurt himself? Oh, no. No, I know it was a work. Old man or not, all right, old man or not, I'm watching this at 1230 <laughs> in the morning saying, Bill Goldberg, the human, the man, is not ending a match because he can't. He's not letting his character, no, 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 I'm too hurt. When I watched the replay Monday night, seeing the Raw segment, I'm like, oh, they could play it off because they could say his leg got hurt because of MVP. I wasn't thinking that. I thought he tweaked it. Oh, no. So when I saw the result, it said Lashley won. Like, Lashley wasn't disqualified or anything. So when I'm watching the show, I'm thinking I'm looking to disqualify. Yeah, Billberg, uh, Billberg, Goldberg can't get to his feet. Yeah. So when I'm watching this, I'm looking for a three count. So when I watch, when I finally watch the replay, I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, okay, this is not over. And we all know where they love Goldberg at, and that's Saudi Arabia, where they're going soon in a couple of months. <laughs> so be, beware. <laughs> Beware, because this is a this isn't over. Especially with his kid getting the hurt lock, this is not over. So your next WWE champion in a couple months, Bill Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen, because he is not losing this many matches in a row. I'm sorry, because that's this is three this is three matches in a row. He's not losing that many. He's got to get a win. It'll be at the expense of Bobby Lashley. You look depressed. <laughs> I'm actually elated. I, I'm here for I'm here for Billberg. Um, Goldberg will be an elite class with Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns as the only three people to hold the network logo belt in all three colors. Well, maybe he could feud with Randy Orton. He could send the AEW. <laughs> we don't uh, we don't need him in Jacksonville. <laughs> Goldberg he knows a bit about TNT. All right, so um, that's it from the weekly shows and from this past weekend. I'm glad you finally got that. That's really good to have that. Um, so that's it again. I'm glad you finally got that because that I know that that goes for some money. Yeah, it, I uh, had a lot of liquid courage to finally pull the trigger. Uh, for the listeners at home, I finally got Elite 74 Goldberg, his most expensive Mattel, which means I have every Mattel Goldberg. Um, top talents is top picks, whichever, whatever they're calling it. The one for next year coming out, um, is identical to the build a Paul L ring. So I do not need that. But so I, I got to pass on that one. Yeah. I have that. I'm still trying to get rid of it, but I still have it. If this top picks for some reason has the double joint, maybe, maybe I'll try to sell that one loose or I'll gift that one to Dan Johnson and buy the top picks. That way, and uh, I won't give him the belt because I need more blue universals. <laughs> All right, so something pissed me off on social media, as it always does. Uh, um, I was just I, this. Okay. here we are. Right. Listen to my notes. I, I I try getting Richie to join the show just for this topic. You, you know, it was funny because he texted me. He's like, he said, put me over on the show tonight. I don't know what for. I was like, well, then, you, now I, you know why. Because that, he was like, he, he said something about ten o'clock tonight. I was, like, oh, are you on the show? He's like, nah, but I know that's when you guys are recording. I'm like. No, 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 we need you in here tonight. There's a hot topic for you. Yeah, so, uh, as you know, I've been outside with old with Vintage Wrestling Church for a long, long time. You niggas better get, don't you fucking, don't you dare come near Vintage Wrestling Church. Now, first of all, I don't think this will be what a truth. come near? They're here. No, no, rappers and celebrities, y'all can afford it. The thing, this is the one thing about it. So, since last year, COVID happened. Wrestling shirts was up; they skyrocketed as well with everything else. So, the stuff that I would get for 80, 60 bucks, two hundred bucks easy. Even the bullshit T that you would see thirty, forty bucks, two hundred buck value now. I'm like, why or whatever. So, of course, everybody's favorite celebrity, fabulous. Uh, 
Love you, Fab. But he wore That's your fashion icon. No, no, fuck him. But I love you, Fab. But so he uh he had a I love God Shawn Michaels tee on over the weekend, and everybody just like gassing him up. First of all, I love God Shawn. We love him in the ring and on t- TV, but his his shirts was not valid. The only Michaels gear we acknowledge is mid nineties gear, and everybody's just hyping it up and. I'm just seeing like people I know like asking about shirt. I'm like, yo, like y'all, y'all are not outside. Scratch logo E T-shirt. Yuck. I'm like, y'all cannot afford like y'all would buy like if I tell you how much this stuff would cost, y'all would go buy designer. This is on full size run too of all places. I hate it here. Yeah. So if I told you a a T is two hundred bucks, the first thing out of your guy's mouth would be other people's mouth would be. Oh, well, I could go buy a designer shirt for that. Well, we'll go buy a designer shirt that they mass produce and it will hold no value. You could have that. Me personally, I've always dressed vintage. I go original with my wrestling shirts, my NBA gear. I prefer original. I hate Mitchell and Ness and them thick ass sweater jerseys they make because they thick as fuck. But if I ha- if it's the only way I can get it, I will get it that way. But. Y'all gonna leave wrestling shirts alone. Y'all not gonna mess this up for me. That ain't happening, Playboy. <laughs> and that and, and like there's a market for it, and that and bootlegs, y'all are not gonna mess it up for me. At all. You were angry about this too, so say your piece. I am and I'm not. I know um, you're not, because you have profited off this handsomely. Yes. And so here's my thing. Vintage wrestling shirts are dope. They are fire. I'm going to go over the negatives and the cons. Um, obviously, we have Richie. I'm going to put you over here, boy. Richie is out here spending money. He is. I, in the last month, have sold Richie three rest- vintage wrestling shirts. First go around, he offered me a price and said, hey, we friends. I remember what I paid. I know his offer was nice. I was like, yo, you owe me a beer sometime. Buy me a beer sometime, and I, you know, knocked the price down 70 bucks or whatever. Recently, very recently, he all he tried exchanging me a dead stock pair of 2012 Olive Nines. Good friend Corey was trying to tell me to take it. Olive Nines, been there, done that. I was out there, King of Prussia, outside. There you go. Two pairs. Got two pairs, wore them, flipped them, wore the other, flipped them. They didn't really need it. So I'm sitting there. I was like, he's like, you really don't want these? I was like, nah, I want the cash. I'd rather, I'd like the sound of the cash. But then I think about it. He's trying to, he was trying to trade, he was trying to trade the Olive 9 for a shirt I was wearing. Then he tried trading the Olive 9 for another shirt. So I'm sitting here, hmm, $400 for Olive 9, blah, 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 double up, 800 We end up going a little less, but I'm sitting there. There is a wrestling piece of merchandise in a different category of wrestling merchandise I'm way more interested in. So I was like, hey, if I could get rid of two T-shirts, because between vintage shirts, vintage wrestling shirts, modern wrestling shirts, 10-year-old wrestling shirts, reprints, bootlegs, streetwear, old streetwear, friends shirts, beer shirts, random shirts, pop culture T-shirts, your boy has... Too many T-shirts. <laughs> I lose T-shirts all the time. I could name two dozen women that have shirts of mine I want, shirts of mine I miss. I can name vintage wrestling shirts, pop culture T-shirts, old advocates shirts, rest in peace. I can go on and on and on, but that's for a whole different podcast. Um, so losing some vintage wrestling shirts and getting something I want way more, boom. This was... This was this was a deal that had to be made. Um, also, I understand how you're upset by this, but also the thing I can appreciate: somebody like Richie, who loves vintage wrestling shirts, he's been wearing vintage wrestling yeah, shirts, and he's, 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 he's fine. even even with the uprise in pricing, he's spending buku dollars. Yeah. This is not the format for me to say the bigger dollars he's been dropping on. Non-stop vintage rest, uh, vintage ECW wrestling shirts specifically. Um, another pro, uh, my pro I will say about this is 
fabulous who some people, you maybe included, look up to the way he dresses. Oh, no. I look or, no. or his 8.4 million <laughs> followers. He's wearing a wrestling t-shirt. Over 37,000 people liked the picture. This, I don't want to say it's modern because it's probably a 15-year-old shirt or younger, but it's showing the, it's showing wrestling in a positive light. And yes, I mean, we've been seeing people, you know, Urban Outfitters has been carrying oh. Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts for a while. But it's one of those things. Like somebody's wearing a, like they made the conscious choice they get to give Urban Outfitters $30. Uh, Walmart and Target have been getting these $14 botched bootleg WrestleMania shirts or different era shirts. There, there's a WWE Legends ones that's hitting Target, and I kind of like it, but I just like it's like you got like 80s, early 90s wrestler <laughs> and 80, Eddie Guerrero. And I'm like, doesn't make sense, but the way I'm looking at it, that shirt's a toy shirt. Mm-hmm. Because all those guys have WWE Legends Mattel figures. So, you know, it's uh, I did just get a bootleg Owen Hart shirt. I got a bootleg Owen Hart shorts. Oh, speaking of bootlegs. Uh, the listeners, yes, I'm sorry. That money's not going to the his foundation, but it's way better than the foundation t-shirts. Yes. So, speaking of bootlegs, shout out to Mr. Chin. If you know, you know. Um, yeah, so that's my spiel. And to Richie... Spending the money buying his ECW shirts, salute to him because those are the last month. Psh, I, they were already expensive. They yeah. They I, I, I want to say they no, tripled four or five years ago. The snapback was going for two fifty. Who knows what that snapback's doing now? Yeah, I want to say they tripled in price in the last month for some reason. Like they just randomly started popping up and. They were worth like double or triple the price that they always were. I was like, wow. So Shout out to the bingo hall. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to ECW. All right. So Prep isn't here, but I wanted to debut a, a new segment. And he's actually the punk expert on merch. I'm, I know you're close by, but he has a lot of it. So yeah. the news. I, I was looking for his take. My, my list. I don't think it's going to excite people. It might even disappoint people, but continue. Well, mine will disappoint me even worse. So a new segment we're going to do is the best of the best. And we're going to give our, we're going to give our, in our opinion, the best CM Punk shirts. We're going to have three choices. So you want to take this first? Oh, three choices or we're putting our top three on the list? Top three. Three choices. Top three. Okay. That's you want a, to call it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going. Oh, my uh, my top three. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in reverse order. Uh, my third favorite punk shirt. If I could, I have two punk shirts. They're not. Neither of them made my list. But I guess I was going off this or in shirts I need. Um, number three. The knees to faces. Twenty five hours, eight days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. Uh, it was the mock of the boots to asses. Uh, the parody, I'm sorry, the parody of the Boots to Asses rock shirt uh, from Punk's heel run before dropping the title. Uh, my second Punk shirt, because I don't have it in hand yet, the new Best in the World. It's the one he wore on Rampage, debuted, and the one he wore tonight on his debut episode of Dynamite. And the number one Best Punk shirt is the OG Best in the World Ringer t-shirt. <laughs> Um, so my number three, since Prep isn't here, he he will. I think he would have the more more diverse list. But I also think Punk has had some awful shirts in the past. Like I know I know you had it. I think you, I, I'm. I think you had it. And you sold it to Prep or Prep had it sold it to you. The yellow the yellow GTS shirt. I'm not a fan of it, but I know you guys. Love I still that have shirt. it. Okay. I think I still have. It. Okay. I was looking for it the other day, but again, I, I have a lot of shirts that are in seven different places, so I could not find it. Okay, so for me, is the new Best in the World shirt. I love that shirt, personally. Um, number two would be the Nexus shirt, the, the yellow Thunderbolt. That almost was my number three. That's definitely an honorable mention. 
That one's good. And then the the one I, the only one that I actually own, and that's the in punk we trust. The gray one that you wore the other day. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's my favorite one. That is a good one. Again, I think a big part of the reason I didn't that did not make my list, I was kind of looking at like, what's the three shirts I want? So yeah, kind of did a little yeah, the original different. best in the world. I always wanted that. You know what's another one that's good? I have the basic of it. The one with the mural. White oh, t-shirt. I, I didn't like that one. I did like that one. Yeah, like, like I always wanted the best in the world one, but then this new one came out. I was like, oh, I, I kind of like this one a little better with the, with the double fist. And then the first one is, is so out there in price. It's not It's not worth it to me. But I'm looking, I wish I did. I wish Richie did get the I was here new one with, with the I was here on the back. I do wish I, he did get I'm, that one. I, you know, this show could end in two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, and I would have probably forgot. You brought that up earlier. So, I guess in the vintage game, that makes sense, or it's okay if you buy a shirt, and it's like, uh, you know, I was ten. Obviously, I wasn't at that event. I was two. I wasn't born, but you have a shirt that says I was there. We didn't go to Chicago. You wouldn't think it's weird having that shirt so it says I was there? No. <laughs> so ironically, hours before Rampage started, I, I just jokingly, because I know they make a shirt for every event, I just said to Richie, I was like, <clears throat> grab me a shirt that just says Rampage. I'm assuming they just have a generic one that has the logo. Because he did ask me that I want a shirt before the show. He sent me a he picture. Said, and he sent you a picture, right? Yeah. Yeah, he sent it to me as well. And I was like, I want the Rampage one. And then he said, you want it even though it says that I was there. And I was like, oh, no. I, like, actually, I don't want the Rampage shirt because I wasn't there. Like, I mean, that's like me saying, hey, get me a SummerSlam shirt from 2021. says I was there. I wasn't there. So I'm not personally into, like, modern shirts unless I, it says I, if, I, if it says I was there. If you wanted to get the punk one, put it away. And then 10 years from now, you're like, hey, it's a good time for my first wear. I guess yeah. it makes a little more sense. That's why, I like... I, I thought about asking. I actually, never mind. I did. Like the second he unzipped the shirt, I texted him and I said, "Buy me ten. <laughs> um, but I'm content with getting it with without. Did um, you get through without that? Uh, I don't know. I, I have. Uh, <laughs> you don't know. It, it, it's a it's a weird world I live in. Uh, I hope I don't have to settle for a white tea. Well, I, just I wait. Get, I might be getting both. Yeah, we could just wait. And, we... and keep in mind, a month or two from now, the ringer will be back and we can get that. Yeah, Unless they, just, they count out this uh, design. Yeah, because I'm not sure if you saw, but allegedly Pro Wrestling Tees, they brought, out, they brought all the ringer tees in North America to fulfill all the orders. I mean, it makes sense, but you, you can no longer buy a ringer shirt. Yeah, I know. That, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they purchased them all to fulfill all the orders. Yeah. And that's a... This is what's amazing to me. So... Immediately, they said most shirts sold on Pro Wrestling Tees in 24 hours, only outbeating the AEW Sting shirt, which I still thought was amazing. What is crazy is in under one week, they're saying they sold more of this T-shirt than any one shirt has sold ever on Pro Wrestling Tees. I believe Tees. that. And number one would be Bullet Club. I believe with, that. That's... I mean that's so crazy because you got you got to you got to back up. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Whether, whether Bullet Club has lost steam or not, it's just it's the Bullet most popular Club shirt. T-shirt is still top ten, and they just Pro Wrestling Tees just revamped their format to have two top ten, top ten AEW shirts, top ten non AEW shirts. If you go top ten non AEW, Bullet Club's in the top six. Yeah, all time. So. It, it's, 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 just, it's just the Bullet Club crazy. Classic logo, or is it just all of them? No, the Bone Soldier Classic logo. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I believe that. But I mean, if you think about, I know it's crazy how to think about that shirt is Prince Devitt gone, AJ there, AJ gone, Cole there, Cole gone, the Elite. Imagine how many shirts that sold just when the Elite were doing their thing. Yep, I mean it's. It, to me, that is a stat. Because the site was down for two days. Because I tried to get one uh, that night, and it crashed. I woke up in the morning, it was still crashed. I, I saw people still couldn't get through it. Noon the next I, day, it crashed. I think during the night, I think I had a chance to pull it. But I was like, what? Like, I wanted to, my problem with Pro Wrestling T is, like, it takes 
a week and a half for them to ship. And then that you get you pay out the ass for shipping. So I'm like, I want to order like three more shirts. And I was like, uh, I don't off the top of my head, I didn't know three shirts I wanted. So I was like, let me continue drinking tonight. I'll order tomorrow. And then tomorrow the night the site was crashed. And by the time the site worked, the ringer tea was gone. Yeah, and then trying to sell it on white tea. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'll yeah. just wait for a ringer. You'll get a ringer. And it's, and it's, I'll it's, tell you what, I will buy when they print it on a black tea. Actually, I hate saying that. Like black tea, black wrestling teas is terrible, but. I think it looked a lot better. That actually, I'm not sure if it was a it was deemed best in the world, but there was a black version of that. B I T W. Yeah, you talking about it in New York? Yes. Yeah, there was a version of of, of that with the um, best in the world. With um, you know, that might that might you know that's replacing my number three on there. <laughs> that so, was a good set. So, um, is there anything else you want to talk about, buddy? While we're still in merch. I got it. I, I got a little tidbit, and, and you may agree or you may disagree. We're talking about punk shirts. You're talking about the great best in the world uh, in punk we trust. Um, all right, I'm trying to think. All right, so modern wrestling shirts. Now, again, you you know I know there's been the Rollins shirt from when Rollins returned from his injury that we had. Uh, I'm trying to think. Let, let, let's call it the last three years. Is there any modern WWE shirts you've purchased or worn in the past three years that come to the top of your head? In the last three years, I did buy the uh, the Sasha Banks collab, foot action collab shirt. Okay, that's okay. the. I believe that's the only thing modern. Was that the Wally Mania one? No. This is okay. um. That's the one of her with face. the art, yeah, with her face. Yeah, I think that's the right. only thing modern one I actually bought. I almost want to say that shirt is not going to count for my statement. It probably is. It's probably there. not. I don't, I, I wouldn't well, count no, it. No, for, for for the statement, you don't know. You may know where I'm going. You may not know. So again, I will say comfortably five years ago, us plus four or five other friends, we were marking out hard, and we were buying a lot of merch here and there uh, with you know. Return shirts and stuff, not 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 over the top, but um, I know I haven't bought any T-shirts from them. I I know I bought the most recent modern shirts I bought was I would think it was the Nerd O Meter Luke Gallows Carl Anderson shirt, which is still in the plastic. <laughs> um, this is WWE, you know their their traditional T-shirts. Uh, maybe I bought something else on clearance for like $6. I know I have for over a year wanted to buy a green R-Truth shirt for the 24-7 title. Haven't done it. Um, and again, this this probably just my fandom and my difference where I appreciate the AEW product way more than the WWE product. I remember, you know, we, we, we talked about the OG best in the world shirt. I remember wanting that shirt. I remember bumping into people at the bar when that shirt came out and be like, you know, you, I wasn't, I wasn't going in Westchester and seeing, you know, nobody was walking around in a John Cena t-shirt. Nobody was wearing, maybe somebody had a rock return shirt, but you weren't walking around seeing people in a wrestling shirt and you saw somebody in a CM Punk shirt. You're like, wow, wow, that's another nerd. They're out here in the wild. And I remember like, I'd go up and I'm like, yo, good shirt. And just kind of keep it moving. Um, however, I've always thought with modern shirts, and I remember saying this five years ago, but you know, you buy a WWE shirt and you get that, that patch at the bottom, Ugh. get that rip. Get that shit out of here. I couldn't tell you Fuck how many times I wanted to take a seam ripper and rip that thing off. It messes and up it's the whole shirt. Those things. Now, this is where I'll contradict myself in a moment. I always wanted to rip those off because it's like... Kind of as you say, it's the if you know, you know. If there's a good modern wrestler who what they're doing on TV has earned your admiration, you spend the $30 and you got their t shirt. If you see somebody, they happen to know, oh, oh crap, there's another wrestling fan, they get the shirt. However, for me, it was always, damn it, I don't need this trading card size WWE logo for people <laughs> to know I'm a freaking loser. I got a WWE wrestling shirt on. 
However, where I completely contradict myself, I have no problem AEW smacking their logo every and anywhere. Do they do that? I get mad. What's that? Do they do that? Minor. Okay. Um, when, when, when they started, almost all their shirts, their first 20-plus shirts, all had the AEW logo on the sleeve. Wish they still did that. The AEW is Jericho shirt, the original Prince. They all had that. You buy it off Pro Wrestling Tees right now. It's not there. I slept on buying because I'm like, that shirt will be here forever. I don't want it because it doesn't have that sleeve logo, which if you bought it day one, it had it. Um, usually, like, uh, all the prints will, you know, if there's a print and it takes up the majority of your, your chest, there will be a little AEW logo in a corner in the center underneath. Um I'll go outside with a T-shirt that just says AEW. The, the fun thing I, I compare it to is, I remember, I remember uh, Andrea sent a picture to a Lee collector, her brother, uh, of a picture of me in a gray AEW T-shirt in Puerto Rico. And he says, does that man not have any like regular shirts? Is it all wrestling? She's like, this is the only one he brought with him. And I'm like, that's how much different I, I think of the two, I guess, in a branding. Like, uh, and again, I, you know, just mentioned, uh, you know, Gallows and Anderson's second WWE t-shirt is the most recent, you know, WWE modern day product I've bought. And I got no pro like, it's embarrassing because it's got WWE on it, but an AEW shirt, it could just say AEW. And to me, it makes a lot more sense to wear. I got the AEW snapback. I'll throw that on any day. A snapback with just the network logo on it. <laughs> don't catch me in that. Oh God, yeah, I don't, yeah, I can't, I, can't, I honestly can't remember the last time I bought some WWE, WWE shirts. I really can't, I can't recall. I, I, I guess just to you know, kind of get your take. Obviously, I saw the the cringing. Now, when, uh, now NXT, they did theirs right because they would have that little, um, little yellow, the, yes. the yellow thing, which was fine. You know, uh, I heard it elsewhere. Somebody made the comment, and it's very, very, very accurate, where they say a lot of people that are diehard AEW fans, four or five years ago, you like WWE by default because you're a wrestling fan, and so much time has passed, but you need an alternative. NXT was your alternative. You loved NXT, and then... What's happening in NXT is happening in NXT, and AEW is just a stronger dose of what we were getting four, five, six years ago. Yeah, so anything else you got for me? That's about it. All right, so as always, subscribe on all podcast platforms. Head over to What a Maneuver Net for your Mad Madness gear and Ringside Collectibles. Use promo code MMADNESS to save 10% off your order. That's it for the show. For X2 Fly, Eric Trimbicki, I'm Aylor Lloyd. We'll see you guys. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they. Hop on the top rope, about to land with this elbow. Got them now, put them down right now. Hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.